Welcome to Backroom Talk. The tweet was, if you are constantly seeking efficiencies in something, you will eventually despise it, or maybe you already do. But I think you need to first identify, where do you want to be? Like, how much time do you want to spend? And why do you want to spend that much time on designing a training program? Something I, I, I wrote down some notes on, like, what having efficiency in program design means to me. And something I put down there was, um, like, having a plan. And I, I think we should come at some point to talking about, like, what is that baseline of efficiency? Um, refining your own systems and the way that you work is really, really important. To listen to more Backroom Talk, be sure to subscribe. Learn to design personalized programs with the OPEX system of coaching by heading to opexfit.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Backroom Talk. I am Georgia here with Carl, uh, and we are talking about an Instagram post you made, Carl. Man, yes, an Instagram post. That's where all the that's where all the most important information lives, right? All of the deep thinking happens on Instagram. There's actually a Twitter post originally. And then you I didn't know you were There's like not on a, Twitter. It's not a Twitter post, it's a tweet. A, yeah, get it's the linger right. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm like a voyeur on Twitter. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't do a lot there, but um it's it's an interesting place for news. So read us off what your tweet turned Instagram post said. Um yeah, so it was just a, it was a, it was a thought. I, I like I thought about this thing and then kind of went into it a little bit um, in in the uh, copy section, right? So the tweet was, if you are constantly seeking efficiencies in something, you will eventually despise it, or maybe you already do. So anytime I go to like write something like this down, something super profound, just like this. There's a reason that that thought is sparked, right? Like I've been sitting thinking on it, uh, stewing on this idea, and I want to I want to put it out there and share it with the world. Yeah. What were you thinking about when you made that post? Um, I was I was reading, um, so I get uh the James Clear newsletter. Yep. And there was like three thoughts on efficiency and like refining efficiency in there, and. I just thought like, why, like in my head, I was just like, why, why do we always have to like refine efficiencies? And it's like, I've, I was that camp, right? Like I was, uh, I lived, I lived a lot of years in that camp where I thought I always had to refine it. Um, but I just saw that like, just like three points and like one email. And I was just like, are we just giving people bad advice? And I'm not saying that that is bad advice for everyone. Cause I think it's appropriate advice for a lot of people but I do think it's bad advice for some people. Um, so what I wrote was, my mind has changed significantly on looking for efficiencies in most things over the years. Sometimes it is better to stop and smell the roses, enjoy the process, et cetera, et cetera. If you're a coach beating yourself up because you are quote unquote not efficient, ensure you have a system, but also find enjoyment in what you do. I wanna spend some time talking about like what it means to be efficient or not efficient and what that like, basic system actually looks like but I think first of all reflecting on this idea of like why are we always looking to be more efficient why was that why has James Clear created this entire like you know reputation and uh, books and content around being more efficient I think in like our society just equates doing more with being better uh, and having a more fulfilled life like as middle class people you know who aren't like you know trying to make sure we're surviving extreme poverty right we've got like mm -hmm. fairly comfortable lives and we're looking for some, some sense of fulfillment right we're all like ultimately just like trying to be more fulfilled and i think we look for fulfillment in this idea of like just cramming more into our days and doing more things and if we want to do that we have to be more efficient yeah i, I actually think um 
I actually think as humans, we are not more efficient, but we get a lot more things done now than we've ever gotten done, right? So I don't think as humans, we become less efficient or uh, less able to get things done. I think that a lot of things start with a problem, right? So it's like Atomic Habits and James Clear, I think, I don't know him. I've never had a conversation with him. James, if you listen to this podcast, we'd love to have you on. Um, I think that he was probably thinking society is really distracted. So I need to like pursue this thing because there's a problem in society and everyone's distracted. But not everyone's distracted, right? So um, I do think the the reason why he digs into this so much is because it is needed for a lot of people. Um, but I, I truly do believe that you can go too far with it. You can go too far. And something I was thinking about, it's like, when's the last time you saw someone, um, when, when is the last time you saw someone that's like truly great at something like a creative, right? Um, someone that's truly great at creating music, someone that's truly gr- great at painting a picture. I don't think that those people are thinking in their heads, how do I do this more efficiently? I think they're like, they're trying to find flow, not efficiency, right? And those two things are totally different. And you can find efficiencies within flow, right? Like sometimes when you're, you know, on that flow path, things are just more efficient because you're like in there, you're not distracted, you're focused on the thing. Um, But I don't think that that always means doing it faster, Let's talk about this relevant to like most of the people who are listening to this conversation who are fitness coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What does it mean to find, to be that, you do something that's like pretty creative, right? When we sit down and we design programs and we coach people, there's absolutely a level of creativity that goes into doing that. How close should we be to that like master artist or composer versus someone who's like doing, you know, data input on a spreadsheet? Yeah. Um depending on what coaches are programming for, right? And let me, let me, um, let me explain that more. So uh, when I owned a CrossFit gym and I programmed for a class or classes, there was that, that felt, that feeling was a lot different than programming for an individual. I couldn't find flow there. Why couldn't I find flow? Because there was no challenge. There was no creative process, really. You're putting exercises into this thing, into this spreadsheet, because you're just like in your head, you're, you're thinking about a long-term progression and not thinking about an individual person, right? Um, now I think about writing a training program for a person and then everything that you just said rings true, right? There's creativity in the process. There's challenge. What did they do last week? What, what are their goals? Where are we trying to get them? What can I manipulate here or here? Uh, you know, what can I, what can I do to make them more connected to this design? Like there's a lot of challenge and creativity that goes into that. So I actually don't think all program design is created equal from a standpoint of what is efficient, what is flow. Um, should you be in that creative mode versus data input? If I'm writing a training program for 10,000 people around the world, in my head, I'm thinking data input progression n equals 10,000, right? If I'm writing it for a person, I'm thinking more like this. If you can't like see me, I'm like, I don't know, I'm doing a thing with my shoulders. Um, yeah, I'm thinking more like creative and, and finding flow and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, another thing that sparked this up, actually, I, someone, who was it that sent me this? Oh, I know. I'm not going to say who it was, but I do know who it was who sent, sent it to me. But they sent me like a thing about like 
um, uh, create a train, like if you're not creating a training program in less than, uh, four weeks of training in less than like 20 minutes, or something like that, like you're, you're wasting your time or you don't know how to program design or something like that. And I'm like, man, four weeks of training in less than 20 minutes. It's like, who are you writing that training program for? And, and are you, are you writing it for an individual? Are you like putting that thing in like Wattify and it's going to like, you know, a bunch of people around the world? Like who is that being written for? And I think that's misleading when people see stuff like that because they're like in their heads, they're like, man, I'm writing a training program for Georgia and I can't do four weeks within 20 minutes with all the things that I'm thinking about. And if we tried to do that, there will be no creative process. Yeah. We will be data science, data, data scientists putting these things in and just like trying to beat the clock. Something I, I, I wrote down some notes on like what having efficiency in program design means to me and something I put down there was um, like having a plan. And I, th I think we should come at some point to talking about like what is that baseline of efficiency? We, we want to have a plan, right? Like I want to have an idea in my head of where I'm taking myself or my client 12 months from now. Mm -hmm. But that isn't sitting down and writing out a 12-month program. Like you're not actually doing 12 months of program design in the beginning because yep. you could do that if you were again putting together a template or a group program and that is completely fine but for me that is not that's not the efficiency I'm looking for in individual design coaching I want to be able to again have this idea in nine months of where I'm taking Carl if Carl is my client but I also want to be like okay something happened to his shoulder or uh, he's changed his goal slightly or he missed a week of training because he had vacation and then being able to make little minor adjustments along the way that you just cannot do and that do take more time uh, if you are actually individually designing a program so my context of efficiency has to be in the lens of the product I want to deliver, which again, isn't that 12 month template. If you mm -hmm. are, that's completely fine. But what I'm looking for and what most OPEX coaches who are doing ID are looking for is again, that like really personalized experience that is more time consuming. Yep. Yeah. If we had like a, if we had like a curve um, on the screen and it, it like gauged the time that I take to write a training program for a client on a weekly basis, that curve would be like 2011 would be like way up here. And then that time is like down, 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 2016, 2017. I'm like here, like super efficient, not absolutely loving it though. Mm -hmm. Right. Not like I loved it up here. Then it was like really challenging. And I, as I started to get like 30, 40, 50, 60 clients, 70 clients, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to despise this, but I can do it really quick, right? And then I s stopped coaching that many people. And then like that time started to do this, started to do this. And then I'm like coaching the same amount of people for like the last three years. And my time per client is still going up because I'm like finding like, uh, I'm finding flow and wanting to be in that flow and enjoying it, right? Uh, no longer despising that process. So I'm not saying that needs to be the path for every coach, but like really think about um, why you're looking for efficiencies. If you take uh, 60 minutes to design a training program for a client, you absolutely need to look at efficiencies, look for efficiencies in that process. But there's there's a point of diminishing returns, right? If you're at 10 minutes, and you're like, how do I get to seven, right? Like I think those diminishing returns start to start to rear up, right? Or if you find yourself uh, sitting at your computer on a Thursday morning and you're like, oh my gosh, I just looked at my clock and I'm at 13 minutes. It usually takes me nine. It's like, okay, ca calm, calm the hell down. Right. 
Um, so I do think there's a point of diminishing returns, but I think you need to first identify where do you, where do you want to be? Like how much time do you want to spend and why do you want to spend that much time on designing a training program? Is it because OPEX told you that three years ago that you should spend under 10 minutes per client per week? That was just like really stupid advice. I wish we would have never told people that because I think we put the wrong things in people's heads. Instead of, instead of saying that, we should have said um, ensure that you have enough time to coach the amount of people that you want to coach without despising the process of coaching and still giving a really good product. And whenever someone said, well, how long should that take? We should say, I don't know. <laughs> like it depends on how many, how much time you have to design training programs, how many people you want to coach. And if that person said, I'm at 30 and I, I, I want to get to 40, but I just don't have the time to get to 40. It's like, maybe think about not getting to 40, maybe stay at 30 think about other things like, Oh, I need to feed myself. It's like charge more because you're giving a really good product. Right. So just like little things like that. So we gave really bad advice a few, few years ago, but we learned, um, along with everyone else that, 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 uh, isn't the most important thing that you should look at. Yeah. I mean, it might be for some people, right. There might be some coaches and that's their jam and they're okay with it. But, uh, I think for a lot of coaches, they care about people. They're in the business because they really like relationships. Uh, they're doing individual design because they really like relationships, mm -hmm. right? Like you get into this kind of coaching because you really want to make a difference in people's lives and have that level of personal connection. And I don't feel like I care how efficient I am if I don't get to like feel like the people I'm working with are people and not just like a number, you know, not just client number 47. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. want to have that connection. I want to feel a sense of care over where that person is going from week to week, especially now that I am coaching fewer people as well, right? And it's not like my main full-time gig. So uh, yeah, I just being efficient is great, but not if you lose the human side of coaching. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're not saying to not uh, care about your time and how long it takes because, you know, relationships trump everything and all that because reality does set in. There are people that are coaching dozens and dozens and dozens of people and they do have to find efficiencies in this thing. Um, but I would venture to guess if you're coaching that many people, you have already found efficiencies. Um, and if, if there's an opportunity to refine here and there, it's like absolutely refine, but don't beat yourself over the head because you're at seven minutes uh, instead of six minutes on a, on a client, right? So that's that's kind of what I meant where it's like blanket statement saying like you should be here and then like pointing to how that how that uh, how that affects or not the dollars per hour that you're bringing in and all of that. It's like that's reality. So we need to understand that for context, but we shouldn't try to push everyone to a certain point. Definitely. Well, let's talk about what like because we can't be spending an hour, two hours on a week program design like mm -hmm. unless we have like someone else paying our bills like that's just not going to happen or unless that person's unless you're charging that person like two thousand dollars in right? that case take all the time <laughs> you want to but uh we do need some baseline in place mm -hmm. for for efficiency so i did jot down some thoughts on what i felt like were important to have in place and honestly like if anyone has been through opec ccp these are things they're going to have uh, laid out and structured but first of all just asking like does my onboarding so my intake and my assessment process look consistent from client to client do I know what I'm doing with that person when they walk in my door or when I put them into my coach rx uh does how I identify priorities from that assessment process look consistent 
do I have a system in place for program design? So starting with like long-term planning, thinking about periodization, planning out phases of training, going into short-term and designing splits, and then the actual process of like program design, writing your A, Bs and Cs. Is there consistency in how you're doing that from client to client? Or are you just like totally throwing stuff at a wall and doing something very different for each person? One person gets periodization, one person doesn't. One person gets a training split, one person doesn't. We don't want that to be the case. Um, do I have the understanding uh, to remove inefficiency in things like selecting exercises? Because you don't ever want to feel like you're losing efficiency because you just don't know, right? That is not a good feeling to be like staring blankly at the computer, trying to figure out what you're going to do and spending 20 minutes doing that because you don't have a good answer. So there's kind of two sides to that, right? Are you trying to program or coach outside of your abilities and just doing something that you don't yet have the means to be able to deliver on in that case pull yourself back you know honor the principles that you know or um b do you just need to you know spend some more time on education to be able to fix that and then uh, the last thing i was thinking about was uh for efficiency are you always hitting deadlines and fulfilling on what you've said you're going to do or do you find yourself like rushing and not getting program design done on time, missing consultations because things are running over, uh, ultimately just like not having enough hours in the day to do what you need to do? It's nicely laid out. Anything yeah. else Anything else you think is important from an efficiency standpoint? Like if you check this off, you're good. Yeah. Um, we, we, we use the term systems a lot, like have systems, uh, what you just laid out you gave an example of having a system. Um, we actually just talked about uh, systems on the on the gym's call just now. It's like my systems are different than your systems. Your systems are different than the person watching or listening systems, right? We You may use the same system, right? Like you guys might both be in like Coach RX, but you guys use it a little bit differently. So um, refining your own systems and the way that you work is really, really important. Um, and refining is like a key word there, I think, because we could always refine the way that we do things. But it has to be, unless you just have to like rip everything apart, deconstruct and rethink the thing. Like if we're in a pretty good place, like let's always think about where we can refine along the way. Um, so just having like a system in what you do and how you work is really, really important. Um, and we talked about that in the class that we did in, um, in LearnRx. It was like the individual design efficiency with CoachRx we kind of walk through like the systems, right? Like having your own systems and building your own system. Um, and we use Coach RX for that. Um, the reason why the reason why we're building that thing for uh, individual design coaches specifically is because we identified that um, individual des design coaches needed a system more than any other coaches in the world, right? Because it's like, it's difficult working with like this person this minute, this five minute block, and then this person, this other, you know what I mean? Like here to here to here to here. So we built that system to, to account for that thing. Right. So we just dig into that in that class. And, um, I think we offer some like decent, um, not solutions, but some decent things to think about. Right. And understanding like, what is your problem? Why are you inefficient? Not that we're saying everyone that watches that has a problem, uh, but just a process and identifying your inefficiencies in your system so i think that's like the big thing that that came out of uh what you just hit was just like have a system in a way that you work definitely not only in coaching though across no. everything right have a system in a way that you work and everything not work in a way that you do everything just have 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 some context have some system um have some uh 
have some way to check in to make sure like am i doing am i doing the right things am i doing things good enough uh so on and so forth so i think having a system wrapped around everything that we do is beneficial one last question what does being efficient feel like to you uh, let's make it like especially specifically in the context of coaching um god that's a good one efficiency to me and coaching feels like enjoyment yeah. right like uh like truly enjoying what you're doing right like uh think about the last time you watched a bad movie and you like i'm thinking about batman right now actually and you look at your watch and you're just like is this thing almost done how long has this been going on so um efficiency feels like not that right where it's like 10 minutes can go by and it feels like 10 seconds right like efficiency just feels like being there being present not worrying about anything else and just like uh, for, and this, this is, this might just be for some people, but for me, um, efficiency feels like there's a problem in front of you and you solve it. And then there's another problem and then you solve it. And then there's another problem and then you solve it. So it's just like, it's like all of these little wins that just like stack on top of each other in a given period of time. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. And it's just, it's this feeling of being okay with letting something fill the time it's going to take and not trying to cram it into a smaller box. And it doesn't have to feel like the most like exciting thing. It's not like eating a tub of ice cream or like watching a really great movie necessarily. Like you're not always going to get that feeling from something you're efficient in but you're just going to be okay with doing that thing. Uh, you're not going to feel like you have to get it done sooner. And uh, yeah, that to me, that's flow. Yeah. Yeah. There's some dopamine involved in that. I was just thinking like the watching a like really exciting movie or eating ice cream. Um, there's dopamine that occurs there. Right. So I, I do think that f the feeling of flow, like uh, if we, if we strap someone up and we're testing like hormones that are going through their body, uh, dopamine is probably more present during those times. Just not as high as if I was having chocolate peanut butter <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> so that's, uh, that is efficiency and our take on efficiency, guys. Um, we talked about systems a lot in the conversation. And for anyone that is not yet a CCP coach, that would be my go-to, obviously, for wanting to develop better coaching systems. And everything we laid out around assessment, intake, program design, uh, what you're doing on the business side as well. CCP is the place for the knowledge and the principles, but it's also the place to go to figure out how to do those things and have a really well thought out, tested system that thousands of coaches have used and banged on and refined over the years. So don't reinvent the wheel. Don't do the guesswork and try and build out the system for yourself. You're going to take the OPEX method you learn in CCP and there are going to be little things that you do differently from the way that we do them because we're all individuals and we all have different senses of what makes for a good system. Uh, but at the end of the day, we do have that blueprint there for you. And we are currently enrolling for our uh, October CCP cohort. We opened up pre-sale, I think a week before this uh, podcast episode goes out. So we should still be in pre-sale uh, as, uh, as this episode airs. We would love to have you in there. And we do have a, uh, we have a special offer for that pre-sale as well. We have a 95 down uh, until july 15th so guys click the link in the description and go ahead and apply to ccp if it's something you've been thinking about we will see you there <laughs>